0: THE SWISS FAMILY ROBINSON CHAPTER 47 BITTER DISAPPOINTMENT AT tent House. We soon arrived at Family Bridge, where I had some hopes of meeting Francis and perhaps his mother, who was beginning to walk very well, but I was disappointed. They were not there, yet I was not uneasy, for they were neither certain of the hour of our return, nor the way we might take. I expected, however, to find them in the colonnade. They were not there. I hastily entered the house. I called aloud, Elizabeth, Francis, where are you? No one answered. A mortal terror seized me, and for a moment I could not move. They will be in the grotto, said Ernest. Or in the garden, said Fritz. Perhaps on the shore, cried Jack. My mother likes to watch the waves and Francis may be gathering shells. These were possibilities. My sons flew in all directions in search of their mother and brother. I found it impossible to move and was obliged to sit down. I trembled and my heart beat till I scarcely breathed. I did not venture to dwell on the extent of my fears or rather I had no distinct notion of them. I tried to recover myself. I murmured, yes, at the grotto or the garden they will return directly still I could not compose myself I was overwhelmed with a sad presentment of the misfortune which impended over me it was but too soon realized my sons returned in fear and consternation they had no occasion to tell me the result of their search I saw it at once and sinking down motionless I cried alas they are not there Jack returned the last, and in the most frightful state he had been at the seashore, and throwing himself into my arms he sobbed out the savages that have been here, and carried away my mother and Francis. Perhaps they have devoured them. I've seen the marks of their horrible feet on the sands, and the print of dear Francis boots. This account at once recalled me to strength and action. Come, my children, let us fly to save them. God will pity our sorrow and assist us. He will restore them. Come, come. They were ready in a moment, but a distracting thought seized me. Had they carried off the pinasse? If so, every hope was gone. Jack, in his distress, had never thought of remarking this. But the instant I named it Fritz, and he ran to a certain important circumstance. Ernest, in the meantime, supporting me and endeavoring to calm me, perhaps, said he, they are still in the island. Perhaps they have fled to, themse- to hide themselves in some wood or amongst the reeds. Even if the Panas be left, it would be prudent to search the island from end to end before we leave it. Trust Fritz and me, we will do this, and even if we find them in the hands of the enemy, we will recover them whilst we set off on this expedition you can be preparing for our voyage and we will search the world from one end to the other every country and every sea but we will find them and we shall succeed let us put our whole trust in God he is our father he will not trust beyond our strength I embraced my child, and a flood of tears relieved my overcharged heart. My eyes and hands were raised to heaven, my silent prayers weaned their flight to the Almighty, to him who tries us and consoles us. A ray of hope seemed to visit my mind when I heard my boys cry out as they approached, The Panas is here they have not to carry that away. I fervently thanked God. It was a kind of miracle, for this pretty vessel was more tempting than the canoe. Perhaps as it was hidden in a little creek between the rocks, it had escaped their observation. Perhaps they might not know how to manage it, or they might not be numerous enough. No matter, it was there, it might be the means of our recovering the beloved objects those barbarians had torn from us. How gracious is God to give us hope, to sustain us in our affliction! Without hope we could not live. It restores and revives us, and even if never realized below, accompanies us to the end of our life. And I imparted to my eldest son the idea of his brother, that they might be concealed in some part of the island, but I dare not rely on this sweet hope. Finally, as we ought not to run the risk of abandoning them if they were still here, and perhaps in the power of the savages, I consented that my two eldest sons should go to ascertain the fact. Besides, however impatient I was, I felt that a voyage such as we were undertaking into unknown seas might be of long duration, and it was necessary to make some preparation. I must think on food, water, arms, and many other things. There are situations in life which seize the heart and soul, rendering us insensible to the wants of the body, this we now experienced. We had just come from a painful journey on foot of twenty-four hours, during which we had little rest and no sleep. Since morning we had eaten nothing but some morsels of the breadfruit, and it was natural that we should be overcome with fatigue and hunger. But we none of us had even thought of our own state. We were supported, if I may use the expression, by our despair. At the moment that my sons were going to set out, the remembrance of their need of refreshment suddenly occurred to me, and I besought them to rest a little and take something, but they were too much agitated to consent. I gave Fritz a bottle of canary and some slices of roast mutton I met with, which he put in his pocket. They had each a loaded musket, and they set out, taking the road along the rocks. Where the most hidden retreats and most imprinted, troubled woods lay, they promised me to fare off their pieces frequently, to let their mother know they were there, if she was hidden among the rocks. They took also one of the dogs, Flora, we could not find, which made us conclude she had followed her mistress, to whom she was much attached. As soon as my eldest sons had left us, I made Jack conduct me to the shore, where he had seen the footmarks, that I might examine them to judge of their number and direction. I found many very distinct, but so mingled I could come to no positive conclusion. Some were near the sea, with the foot pointing to the shore, and amongst these Jack thought he could distinguish the boot-mark of Francis. My wife wore very light boots also, which I had made for her. They rendered stockings unnecessary and strengthened her ankles. I could not find the trace of these, but I soon discovered that my poor Elizabeth had been here from a piece torn from an apron she wore, made of her own cotton and dyed red. I had now not the least doubt that she was in the canoe with her son. It was a sort of consolation to think they were together." but how many mortal fears accompanied this consolation. Oh, was, was I ever again to see these objects of my tenderest affection, certain now that they were not in the island. I was impatient for the return of my sons, and I made every preparation for our departure. The first thing I thought of was the wrecked chest, which would furnish me with means to conciliate the savages and to ransom my loved ones added to it everything likely to tempt them, utensils, stuffs, trinkets. I even took with me gold and silver coin, which was thrown on one side as useless, but might be of service to us on this occasion. I wished my riches were three times as much as they were, that I might give all in exchange for the life and liberty of my wife and son. I then turned my thoughts on those remaining to me, I took in bags and gourds all that we had left of cassava bread, manioc roots, some potatoes, a barrel of salt fish, two bottles of rum, and several jars of fresh water. Jack wept as he filled them at his fountain, which he perhaps might never see again any more than his dear valiant whom I set at liberty, as well as the cow, ass, buffalo, and the beautiful anagra. These docile animals were accustomed to us and our attentions, and they remained in their places, surprised that they were neither harnessed nor mounted. We opened the poultry yard and pigeon a coat. The flamingo would not leave us. It went and came with us from the house to the panace. We took also oil, candles, fuel, and a large iron pot, in which to cook our provisions. For our defense I took two more guns and a small barrel of powder, all we had left, added besides some changes of linen, not forget some for my dear wife, which I hoped might be needed. The time fled rapidly while we were thus employed. Night came on, and my sons returned a naught. My grief was inconceivable. The island was so large and woody that they might have lost themselves or the savages might have returned and encountered them. After 20 hours of frightful terror, I heard the report of a gun. Alas, only one report. It was a single agreed on if they returned alone, two if they brought their mother. Three, Francis also accompanied them, but I expected that they would return alone, and I was still grateful. I ran to meet them. They were overcome with fatigue and vexation they begged to set out immediately not to lose one precious moment they were now sure the island did not contain those they lamented and they hoped i would not return without discovering them for what would the island be to us without our loved ones fritz at that moment saw his dear lightfoot capering round him and could not help sighing as he caressed him and took leave of him may i find thee here said he where i leave thee in such sorrow and i will bring back thy young master added he turning to the bull who was also approaching him he then bade me again to set out as the moon was just rising in all her majesty the queen of nights. said ernest will guide us to the queen of our island who is perhaps now looking up to her and calling on us to help her most assuredly said i she is thinking on us But it is on God she is calling for help. Let us join her in prayer, my dear children, for herself and our dear Francis. They fell on their knees with me, and I uttered the most fervent and earnest prayer that ever human heart poured forth. And I rose with confidence that our prayers were heard. I proceeded with new courage to the creek that contained our panas, where Jack arranged all we had brought. We rowed out of the creek and when we were in the bay we held a council to consider on which side we were to commence our search. I thought of returning to the great bay from whence our canoe had been taken. My sons, on the contrary, thought that these islanders content with their acquisition had been returning homewards coasting along the island when an unhappy chance had led their mother and brother to the shore where the savages had seen them and carried them off. At the most... They could be but a day before us, but that was long enough to fill us with dreadful anticipations. I yielded to the opinion of my sons, which had a great deal of reason on its side. Besides, the wind was favorable in that direction, and abandoning ourselves in full confidence to Almighty God, we spread ourselves and were soon in the open sea.